What's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Thoughts Spending Podcast. It's your host, Shia Solo. Uh, this week, I don't have no special guests because I definitely wanted to do an episode by myself. So uh, let me see here. <clears throat> I'm going to talk a little bit about a couple of current events here and there, and I might tell a couple stories or whatever, because like, I'm not going to lie. One of my uh, listeners hit me up not too long ago was asking me, like, one episode, I didn't talk about any current events. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, like, talking about current events is cool, but sometimes I'd rather just come in and just have, like, a like a thought-provoking conversation, because that's kind of, like, what the show's geared towards. Granted, some days it might be a current event that I might really want to talk about, but for the most part, you know, when it's kind of, like, like celebrities or... I don't know, something wild stuff going on. I really don't care to talk about that too much because I try to use this podcast as a platform for people to get away from, like, their reality, you know? So I don't, not only that, like, it's a plethora of other podcasts out there that talk about that stuff week by week by week. And the thing about it is, to me, like, when you go back and listen to some of these old podcasts, like, I'm not going to put no shows out there. I mean, you can even, I guess, listen to some of my older episodes, like... You're talking about current events, it's like, dog, this was like two or three years ago. I don't I want to make a show seem like it's kind of like timeless in a way, because it's like, I can listen to this ep- a certain episode at any point in my life and be like, damn, I see what's coming from that. I get the idea of it, whatever. Like, it's cool. Like, from time to time, like I said, I talk about current events, but sometimes I think I just need a break. You know, I don't know about y'all, but that's just me. <clears throat> so, also, someone asked me, uh, why don't I only record twice a month? And to be completely honest... Because I feel like it. <laughs> but nah, like, I don't know, y'all. I don't really care to try to jump on here week after week because some days I don't feel like recording. And then some days it's just like, how can I put this? I don't want to oversaturate myself with content or get overexposure because it's like, you're out of content to talk about sometimes. Some days it's just like, I don't know, y'all. Like, Every week ain't necessary to me. Because I had some people complain to me one time about, like, yo, like, you're dropping too many episodes. It's kind of hard for me to follow. Like, one week you're talking about this. Next week you're talking about some other completely different content or whatever. And it's like, bro, like, I think you guys are kind of overdoing it. So, for me, I only drop twice a month because I feel like twice a month is enough. And I think it gives people an ample amount of time to listen to episodes. So, just to clear that up. Hmm. Let's see. Oh, so I remember someone asked me this question as well. There's like, uh, what's one unique thing that you learned this decade since we're at the end of the year or whatever? So one unique thing I learned, at least for myself, was to manage my time better more than anything. Because it's like, you know, when you're younger, well, not like I'm old, but it's like in my earlier 20s, even as a teenager or whatever, I used to always think like, yo, man, like I got to get stuff done at a certain amount of time. Like... But like, you know, everybody's quote-unquote chasing the bag or whatever. And it's like, man, son, like, the one luxury you have is time because you can't replace that. You can replace money. So I think, like, if that's one thing I learned about this decade, well, one unique thing I learned about this decade was just, like, managing my time better and just making it more so, like, living in the moment, not thinking about, like, what's going to come next or what's happened previously. It's cool to reminisce and it's cool to plan. But at the same time, I feel like, a lot of people sometimes miss out on stuff. Well, I put myself, I don't talk about nobody else. For myself, sometimes I feel like I'm, I miss out on stuff sometimes. I'm always, I used to always worry about, like, what's going to happen next or what's going on, uh, what I did previously. It's like, mm, it's not that big of a deal, man. Just enjoy the moment where you're at with people you're with and then keep it pushing. Like, you know, nothing's guaranteed in life except for death or taxes. So just enjoy the shit while you can. 
And let's see, what else? Oh, <laughs> I guess I'll tell a story or two. So I had one situation back when I was Ubering. This was probably like, my fault, I'm eating too because I'm starving, sorry. But back when I was Ubering and stuff, I remember like, it had to have been about 2016 or 17. I really can't remember. Probably 2017. Anyway, so, you know, brother's out here trying to make some side money, cover some bills and stuff like that. Nothing out of ordinary. And for some stupid reason, well, I ain't going to say stupid, but I was at a stoplight and I got, I ended up getting a ticket while Ubering, which is kind of ironic. But like, I had a passenger in the backseat as well, so I had someone trying to get another ride from me or, you know, send a little alert or whatever, so I picked my phone up to try to uh, accept it. So the guy, my passenger, was like, hey, man, like, I won't make you nervous or nothing like that, but, you know, it's like it's a police car behind you. And I'm like, all right, I mean, I should be straight because I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm at the stoplight. I'm at a full stop or whatever. So Slim said that shit. Slim pulled me over. So I'm like, man, here we go with this bullshit, like. I don't understand what's the issue. So the officer came to me, blah, 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 license registration. He's like, no, I pulled you over. I'm like, obviously not, but what's the problem? So he was like, yeah, you know, uh, you had your phone now. You know, you're not supposed to have your phone out uh, while the car's in motion. I'm like, I understand that. But like, I wasn't in motion. I came to a complete stop. And then I had it already in my head, like my passenger in the back, because I'm out here Ubering, was trying to uh, reroute where he was going. I had to press it on my phone. He was like, oh, for real? All right, then. So I understand, like. You know, I ain't trying to mess with your money, nothing like that. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go back to the car, and he took about a good 20 minutes or so. So my pastor's like, yo, he's probably writing you a ticket. I'm like, nah, bro. I doubt it. It's like he was cool. So Slim comes back to the car and was like, yeah, man, you know, you can't, I can't hear you out here putting lies at risk, so here's your ticket. I'm like, all right, man, whatever, bro. Do what you got to do. So I ended up getting an $8 ticket for using my phone at a stoplight, which I thought was kind of whack, but it's cool. I mean, got paid for. Life goes on. So, uh, trying to think of any other outlandish stories, even though it's not really outlandish, but it's another story I had I wanted to rap about. Hmm. Since the end of the year, do I want to tell some New Year's stories? Hmm. I don't see why not. So, I had one situation. This is back in college. I've never told this story before. So, it was me and my homegirls, a couple of my homeboys too, and, you know, I always talk about Morgan or whatever, and Morgan has these apartments off campus called Morgan View. So, so my friends were having like a party in their apartment. So went through all that, whatever. It was fun, live, whatever. And it started getting late. So it was like three in the morning. So I told my homegirl, because like most of them left except for one. So I was like, hey, short day, we gotta go. So I'm like, I'm tired. Either get this nigga's number or keep it pushing. So did all of that. And we getting up walking back to the courtyard to get back to uh her apartment and shit. And we see two youngins just rumbling. And I'm like, Oh, what the fuck is going on? Like, what the fuck? Who, who is this? And then come to find out, it was too young as I was with us early that night, just going at it. Well, I'm going to say going at it because one of them was just getting demolished. Not going to say her name, but yeah, she was getting washed. Like, like, she was just taking all types of punches, bro. It was sad. So I had to try to break it up, get one young and off of her and shit, or her homegirl off her and shit, and they still going back and forth. Shorty kind of leaking from... Her face and shit, bleeding and shit. I'm like, young, like, why y'all racking? What's the problem? Boosie woo. And I guess it was some type of simple disagreement. And I guess, I don't know. I think it was, I don't know what it really was. I mean, I honestly didn't seem that big of a deal to me, but you know, I'm sure alcohol was 
a factor in the situation. So I try to play mediator and break it up or whatever. So other shorty and my homegirl walk back to her apartment. Then I'm talking to her friend. Her friend's all pissed off, walking around. I'm like, son, it's dark. We're in the middle of Baltimore after late night. Like, you might as well just walk back to the apartment with your homegirl because I don't know where you're going to go. Like, I ain't trying to leave y'all here by yourself because I know y'all see in the media, a lot of women are starting to go missing and shit. So, you know, granted, this is back in like 2012, but still. So I was like, son, like, I mean, you need to just go ahead and go back to your homegirl spot because this ain't where you want to be at right now. You know, plus like, even for myself, if I was in that situation, I'm like, son, even me and my mans or whoever just got into a fight and that's who I'm staying with, I would take that risk of refighting my friend again versus getting snatched up by some strangers. So thankfully, Shorty decided to go back to her uh, homegirl's apartment. I guess they squashed it. I don't really know what happened after that. I mean... It's what's done was done, and I guess they just moved on. Um, what else did I want to rap about? I guess I'll jump into some current events or some slight current events because ain't too much really happened this week. Um, Drake got booed at Camp Flogna, which, in case y'all didn't know, is Tyler Crater's like a uh, festival that he has every year, and. I don't know what the situation was. I think the fans were really waiting for Frank Ocean or whatever, but uh, I guess he didn't show up. And if I'm not mistaken, I think someone said something about maybe uh, they were expecting Frank Ocean to be the other special guest because he's supposed to have two booked. I don't really have a whole lot of logistics on the situation because I don't really give a fuck. But I thought it was kind of wild that the fans were kind of were booing Drake because, like, for one... You don't have to come out and do no shows for nobody like that. So it's like some of the man is giving you his time. The least you can do. If you don't like the performance, cool. That's your opinion. Because, you know, I'm not like the biggest Drake fan. I do like some of his songs. But it's like something like the man's taking time out of his day to, you know, give you all the show. Y'all still going to disrespect the man like that. But granted, at the same time, though, some fans are like, well, they paid for it so they can do what they want. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I just thought that shit was kind of corny to me. Like... Even some artists that I really don't fuck with like that, if they happen to show up at a show for someone I did like, I'm not going to sit there and boo them. Like, it takes a lot of courage to go on stage and rap in front of a bunch of strangers or perform from a bunch of strangers, period. But, I mean, you know, not everybody has compassion like that. So, also, I also think, like, maybe it's just me, but, you know, y'all know most entertainers, or at least in the rap, they only get, like, a good 10-year window of, being on top, however you want to quantify. So it's like, now we're going towards that 10-year reign for Drake, because you can really say from 09 to now, he's pretty much been doing numbers or whatever. So it's like, it's a new decade getting ready to start up as well. So this might be a sign of things that's, that may come. I don't know, because you know, there's a generation behind us. Well, people that's in their late to mid-20s or whatever, you got to think about the kids behind them, or behind us. So it's like, they might not be too big on Drake like that. So... I mean, at the end of the day, it happens to everybody. Everybody, you know, gets booed or gets disrespected out here. But at least Drake was still gracious enough to say, yo, my name's Drake, X, Y, Z, I'm out. Like, I think he handled like a real professional because some could just say, man, fuck y'all niggas, I'm out. I'm not fucking with y'all, X, Y, Z. But I guess he didn't see it that big of a deal either. Like, everybody has a bad night in the office or a bad day in the office. So it's all good. It's fair game. So what else do I want to rap about? Oh, Disney Plus, the new streaming service or, yeah, new streaming service or whatever that's finally went live the 12th of this month. Um, So far, so good. I mean, I have access to it thanks to some people I don't need to name. 
but it's pretty dope. I just think it's kind of interesting how like a lot of these companies and all facets of entertainment and business as well, business apart of entertainment, but like are starting to like try and find ways to cash in on nostalgia, whether it be from clothing, old TV shows. I mean, granted, I can kind of see with entertainment because like a lot of the millennials, quote unquote, 90s babies, 80s babies, whatever, have kids and stuff. So like we can put their kids on the stuff that they used to like as well. So I get it. But for me, it's like, son, you're pretty much paying for reruns, you know, but I mean, same could be said about Netflix too, but I mean, it's it's all entertainment. I think Disney Plus is cool. Plus, I'm not paying for it, so <laughs> I don't really have too many complaints with it. But it's just like, man, dog. I feel like at this point now, with the whole streaming and cable situation, it's going to come full circle. Someone's going to mess around and just go ahead and, uh, I guess, do it all in a bundle, which is pretty much how cable came about anyway. But on another note with that, I don't know if y'all are aware, but Netflix just signed a deal with, um, well, a multi-year deal with Nickelodeon to, pr- to produce original animated content and films. So it looks like Netflix ain't getting around off the block too too quickly because I guess they're ready for war. So we'll see what happens with this whole streaming thing because I think it's just getting out of hand. Because I also heard that HBO Max is supposed to have like Cartoon Network and Adult Swim and some other stuff owned by Turner, Turner Network. Like Turner Sports and all that, like TNT, and y'all can Google the rest of that things that fall under that Turner umbrella because I don't know everything verbatim. But yeah, I think by within the next like two to three years, we're probably gonna end up getting some type of thing where it just bundles everybody together because this is just getting expensive. I think someone had posted a tweet about all the different streaming services and how much they run you, and give or take, you're still gonna end up spending like 150 to 200 dollars if you probably get everything just strictly off streaming. So it's kind of like, why not just have cable or just use those fire sticks or whatever y'all been using, you know? So I don't know. It's, it's interesting to watch, but we guess we're going to have to wait and see what happens with all this stuff. Um, what else did I want to rap about? Oh, so I kind of want to tell a story about... Uh, I don't know. I'm going to talk about that one. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to talk about right now. Because, like I said, ain't too much what's been going on lately. I guess I can talk about another current event that has happened recently. Um, so, Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns got into an altercation with Mason Rudolph of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the quarterback or whatever. So, long story less long, they, uh, it was like towards the end of the game or whatever. I guess Miles Garrett didn't know that Mason Rawls didn't have this ball anymore, so he tackled Slim, which coming from somebody that's played football, you don't always know who has the ball at, at every moment in time, so it happens. Granted, I thought it was kind of dumb that the coach decided to go ahead and keep running plays when the game's clearly over, but whatever, I guess you got to keep your job. So, like, during this, like, once the Miles Garrett got up, the uh, quarterback, Mason Rawls, started kicking my man's in his balls or whatever. So then he tried to yank my man's helmet off. So I feel like in my opinion, Miles Garrett responded how he should have. Like, son, you've been gunning for me all you gunning for me like I'm a gun back for you. So he took the the quarterback's helmet off and hit him in the head with the joint. And 
I feel like that was a little extreme, but at the same time, I think a lot of people need to understand that you can't control how someone else reacts to a situation. Like, that's just like a prime example would be like, let's say someone spits on somebody and they turn around and just blow their head off, shoot them or whatever. I think that's, ex that's extreme, but at the same time, they probably felt like it was necessary. So I see. I, I see both sides of that spectrum. At the same time, Miles Garrett probably shouldn't have been so aggressive, even though that's a part of playing football, being aggressive. It's a gladiator sport. So... I don't understand how much self-control y'all expect people to have, but hey, man, come with the territory. So on top of that, once you took Slim Helmet off, you started charging at him. And at that moment in time, you also had two big linemen on him. Miles Garrett had two big linemen on him. So how do you expect them to react? If, I got, if I'm basically getting jumped and I got one guy ain't coming after me, I'm going to swing whatever I got in my hand as well. Because I don't know if y'all know, but when you're getting jumped, if you can't run, you might as well just sit and handle your business and beat the shot at least one person over there. So... I see why he swung at him with the helmet. Granted, that was probably, you know, extreme. But again, like, you can't tell nobody how to react to a situation. So it's fight or flight, and he decided to fight. So Miles Garrett got suspended for the season. Mason Rudolph got, like, a fine. I don't know how much, but I'm pretty sure it's a slap in the wrist because we, we already know most of these players are already making, like, a minimum of six figures at the bottom. So that little 25000 40K, whatever K, it don't matter. They can afford it. So, but... Yeah, like, I just don't like how a lot of analysts are out there trying to, like, how can I put this? They're using, like, somewhat coded language to try to make it seem like Miles Garrett was, like, the only one in the wrong. When it's like he was provoked, you know? I don't, I don't understand that. Like, human communication, human reaction, one-on-one, son. Someone, because every, every cause, there's an effect. For every action, there's a reaction. So, some got hit, and he decided to justify by hitting them back. I mean, we learned that as kids, so... Teach his own, man. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal for this, but like some people are saying, like, this is bad for the sport. I'm like, bro, the NFL, two grown men fighting on the field is bad for the sport, even though that's what the sport's pretty much based off of. Not to mention, it's public information out there. There's a lot of players that's done way worse shit that still end up playing football anyway. There's players out there that's murdered motherfuckers and still played. There's players out there beating their wives and doing a whole lot of other unsolicited thing, so I don't think it's that bad for the sport. Like, granted, it happened on national TV, so I get it, but that comes back down to parenting. Like, don't let the TV raise your kids. Raise your kids yourself. If you got a problem with your child seeing shit like that, that's why they have parental guidance, so. But, like they always say, not all sense is common sense, whatever the case may be. I think I fucked that quote up, but I'll get where I'm getting at with that shit. Let's see what else here. I wanted to rap about a little bit because, I don't know, this might not be a full hour episode. I might just make this like a mini-sode because I'm really hungry still and I'm kind of tired. So, hmm, what else occurred recently? Oh, I know what happened. I don't want to talk about last week, but I didn't get a chance to because our conversation was going pretty good. Uh, I remember somebody said something about, uh, this is music related. So Snoop Dogg told Punch from TDE, I think Punch is like an engineer at TDE, that uh, they're the better version of Death Row. And, and you know what? I kind of agree and disagree with that comment because I'll put it like this. <sighs> like TDE. Arguably, not even really an argument. They've been running the West Coast as far as music and shit for like the past decade minimum. So I get that. You know, they got a lot of talented artists over there. But I feel as though if you want to do like 
I'm not even gonna say like a numbers thing because people can't hear numbers. I don't care about who had more hits and all that shit. I just feel like if you're talking about overall as a roster, nah, Death Row definitely had a better roster than TDE. But as far as like business acumen and shit, yeah, I can give it to TDE. I mean, you know, they did the Black Panther soundtrack, but I feel like it's all mostly based around like Kendrick, which clearly he's a man for the job. You know, like every other track, if Kendrick's not on the track, you can kind of hear like his, I don't want to say cadence and flow, but you can kind of feel his quote unquote vibe on tracks and stuff. So I feel like mm, TD does have an upper hand on Death Row, but overall, as far as like talent on the roster, Death Row had way more talent because they had Nate Dogg, of course they had Tupac for only nine months and still made that big impact. I think a lot of people look over that shit. Like they make it sound like he was on there for years. But anyway, there's another conversation. Snoop. They had Dog Pound, uh, Lady of Rage, like RBX. So, and then TDE, of course, you got Schoolboy, you got Kendrick, like who else? Isaiah Rashad, we don't get that much content from. SZA, I mean, she did put out her debut album, was pretty good. Uh, who else? Damn. Oh, my man's Absol, which I don't think he gets enough shine at TDE, but that's neither here nor there. Like, I think, honestly, if he had some. Marketing and shit behind him, he was, he should definitely be up there with Kendrick as far as like rappers and shit. I just think outside control system, he hasn't really had no solid albums like that yet. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, allegedly he's supposed to have another album this upcoming uh, 2020, this upcoming year. So we'll see what happens with that. But I, you know, I give credit when it's due. I'm not like one of those guys that's strictly like, oh, only old school artists, ain't nobody better than, but. I can see both sides of that spectrum. Like I really think Death Row had a better roster than TDE, but overall TDE definitely had a better run because you know I guess I could say the same with Death Row too. Because once they let Tupac kind of like take the the helm of the whole label and he passed away, unfortunately, it kind of destroyed everything. So and I think also with Death Row, like I guess they just got too much of a street element into the business, and that kind of just derailed everything. With TDE, there's a street element to them, you know, but at the same time, like, they don't mix it in with the business, you know. But, you know, at the same time, you wouldn't have never, I guess, got a TDE if it wasn't a death row, so it's all good. But uh, what else did I want to rap about last week that I didn't get to talk about? Oh, uh, Power. Since this show's pretty much a done deal any fucking way, that mid-season finale, man. I swear the show is just like a soap opera for the streets. Basically, it's just like uh, Empire, same exact fucking show. Like, nothing makes any sense. There's no, the writers don't even try anymore. Like, <laughs> this shit doesn't make any sense to me. It's entertaining, and it's like now they done took six years of our, at least for me, six years of my life. I think it's been six seasons. Yeah, like, it's like, mm, I'm always just finish this out. So, these last five episodes, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't care what happens, but I wanna see. Like, I'm not going to sit here and fake like, y'all never watching this show again. Like, it's only five episodes left. But as far as I'm concerned, I think uh, Tasha's new boyfriend, I forgot Slim's name because, yeah, I don't feel like Googling his name either. But um, I think he shot Ghost. Either that or Ghost probably set it up himself because, you know, Ghost is always premeditated on making moves and shit like that. So we'll see. It was either him or um, Tariq. I could see Tariq doing it too, which, by the way, I'm so tired of saying that. <laughs> Son, Tariq should have got smoked like two seasons ago. I don't know why he's still on the show. And I don't know why he wants to be street so bad, but 
Yeah, he's a good actor though, because I can't, you know, he plays his character very well. Like his character there to piss you off. At least that's how I feel. He does a pretty great job at that. So I don't know Slim's real name, but I got to tip my hat off to Slim. He's a he's a pretty good actor. But um, what else happened on that finale? I can't even remember because it was that fucking bad. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. I think it starts January the fifth or some shit like that. So I guess we'll wait and see what happens. Um, oh, here's a question that my homie asked last week that we didn't get a chance to talk about. When was the first time your trust was broken? Have you been on both sides of betrayal? The first time my trust was broken. Hmm. That's another good question. I don't, I can't sit back and really think of a time when my trust, oh, never mind. I can think of one. It wasn't the first time, but one of the most memorable times. Like I had a situation where one of my homeboys, actually this happened twice, two different guys. So I had a situation where uh, I was trying to holler at a joint or whatever. And I guess my man's called wind of the shit. So I guess he decided to rap to the girl, which is cool, whatever. I mean, we teenagers, so the game is the game, whatever. But then, like, fast forward to, like, our young adult, like, our t- early 20s and shit, one of my homeboys did this shit again. Like, he told some young and like, yo, Rashad said this, then third. And I'm like, why the fuck would you tell her what we talked about in private? Like, that's not necessary, man. You don't have to throw me under the bus to get you that woman, you know, but... I got Slim aside to do this shit anyway, and the reason, the way I found out is that the girl came back and told me directly from her, so I was like, all right, I mean, the only way she, like, he's the only person I said that specific thing to, so I know he was just trying to, I guess, I wouldn't even say dirty, Matt, because me and the girl are just friends anyway, we weren't messing around like that, I'm like, dog, that's some bitch shit, man, like, this is one thing I don't really like, I don't like when people try to, like, I guess, how can I put this, try to down you to big themselves up to make them look like they're somebody that they're not and it's like he did all that shit him young and didn't end up messing with messing around anyway so like he did that for what you pretty much ruined the whole entire friendship off of a hunch you know like i mean god bless him i don't i said one episode i hold grudges i'm not really tripping off that shit no more like life goes on if i see someone today i'll be like yo what's good bro and keep it pushing like i'm past that shit that shit's corny but yeah I think I could say that's the first time, at least, and when it really like hit me in a way, because it's like, man, I know this nigga's like whole family, you know, my family. He just threw me under the bus for nothing, basically. So yeah, I can sit there and say that's probably like the first time my trust was broken. And have I been on both sides of betrayal? Damn it, I don't. I said, well, she was here, so I could ask her about that. Both sides of betrayal. I guess maybe if she was asking if I betrayed somebody before. Or I guess asking like, how did I feel? Or I don't know. I don't know how to answer that one too much. I'm about to holler at her. Matter of fact, I get the episode. I'm gonna ask her about that. But um, I'm, we already know I've been on one side of a trail where I've been betrayed by a nigga. And have I betrayed somebody before? Hmm. That's some lightweight shit. Nothing big, you know. Like. <laughs> Like dropping this on a sibling for something that had nothing to do with you. I guess you can say that the other side of betrayal. I've done that plenty of times since I'm the youngest. So, yeah, it's been times where who drank the last Kool Aid? Oh, Sherrod did. Or who got the last batch of my uh, Snicker ice cream bar? Oh, Sherrod took that. So, yeah, I've been on both sides of betrayal, <laughs> but not to the point where it's like, hmm, I'm. I hold friendships in a high regard, so I try my best not to, you know. 
dog people out. But at the same time, you know, like, I don't know. If I have a grievance with somebody and it's that big of a deal, I'll just go talk to them directly. I'm not going to go behind their back and say some shit. Or I'll put it this way. If whatever I say behind your back, it's a 9% chance, well, 100% chance, <laughs> I'll say it right to your face. So I don't really go through that whole, like, throwing niggas under the bus and trying to betray guys or whatever. Or women, too. My homegirls, too. Like, I'm not going to do that. So if I got a grievance with you, I'm going to talk to you about it. At least if you're adult enough to do it. Because some people, I understand not everybody's cool with having tough conversations, which I think is kind of corny at this point since we're, you know, young adults. But... Everybody's not cut from the same cloth. Me, I'm a real transparent person, so I don't really run from too much of anything. Like, just have the conversation and move on. Because the more you sit there and dwell on shit, it festers and it can create some unnecessary tension. And then you leave room for interpretation. Once you leave room for interpretation, anything's liable to happen. So that's why I'd rather just directly say, like, hey, man, you say this and then the third. Damn, I don't really appreciate that, but, you know, it's cool. Life goes on. That's just how I look at shit. Like, it's so much more life than just beefing off of corny shit, man. You know, I think a lot of people let their egos destroy relationships and friendships, which is really dumb, but whatever. I ain't gonna fake. I've done it a couple times too. Where it's like, I could have resolved the situation, but it's like, I wasn't willing to keep trying to go out my way to resolve the situation with a disagreement I had with some some dudes before and I was just like something like you know I ain't got no problem with us not really doing each other in that capacity no more but I still try to support from a distance but at the same time it's like son if you give me your ass to kiss or like you just being an asshole about it then fuck you I ain't worried about that shit life goes on man like life's too short to be trying to maintain relations with people that aren't putting the effort you know so that's a whole other conversation but yeah it ain't it ain't that deep to me man like but back to the original question, I've been on both sides of a trail. Yes, I have. And, you know, I ain't really take it too much to heart. Like, it is what it is, man. People do what they want to do, you know. Hmm. From another question we had last week that we didn't get a chance to rap about. The week before last, I should say. Hmm. I don't know. I ain't really feeling that one. I guess I can tell another story. Just got to think of a story to tell. Because some of these stories I do want to talk about. Oh, this isn't really a story, but I never talk about this. I'm not that big into baseball, but, you know, if y'all aren't aware, which unless you must be living under a rock, uh, the Nationals won the World Series. And that was pretty eventful. I wish I would have been out there that night when they did win, but it was raining and shit. It was kind of cold. So, But I did go to the parade. parade was kind of live. I will say this. The Nationals crowd and the Washington Capitals crowd, two different types of crowds. Because when the Capitals won, I guess, granted, that was in the summertime, too. Man, it looked like Project X off that joint, though. Like, <laughs> fans was throwing alcohol everywhere. Fools was climbing on the top of street signs. Like, one of my homeboys, who would name Anonymous, even though he's been on this podcast before. I got a picture of him standing on top of a sign in Chinatown. <laughs> And honestly, if the crowd wasn't there, he would have got locked up that night for sure. Because the police was definitely looking, for, trying to catch his ass. But yeah, it was pretty live. So the championship drive was officially over in DC. You know, minus of course the Redskins ain't gonna probably do much of anything. And the Wizards, yeah, I'd be surprised. So, but 
You know, it was nice to, uh, you know. Oh, the Mystics as well. Let me not forget them because them sisters did their thing too. Like, we definitely, uh, what they say? The City of Champions? I think that's what the quote, the tagline was for us. So, yeah, City of Champions. Definitely. I'm, I'm glad DC's starting to get they just do for sports, man, because it ain't no easy feat. Anybody doing a professional sport at the highest level, like, man, I, my hat goes off to y'all because I ain't going to lie. After a while, the playing sports, that shit kind of, at least for me, it just got old, you know. But, you know, much props to them. Hope we get more. We'll see next season. Definitely for the misses, because we know the Wizards ain't going to carry the load for us. So, yeah. Uh, what else did I forget to talk about or want to talk about? Hmm. Oh. Uh. Excuse me. Um, I remember one episode, I think it was when my homeboy Jordan was always talking about uh, Amazon and the Pentagon getting the war cloud or whatever. Now, update on that. Apparently, Microsoft got the contract from the Pentagon for $10 billion. And according to CNBC, uh, yeah, the Pentagon Wars Jedi Cloud contract to Microsoft over Amazon. I don't know how that negotiation got pushed over to Microsoft, but toodles, not toodles, well, hand clap for them because, yeah, $10 billion, that's a lot of bread. Of course, it's going to be, you know, I guess divvied up how it'll be divvied up. And you know when it comes to the Fed, man, they're, they're always going to pay top dollar, so... Yeah, I'm trying to find a hand clap. I cannot find a hand clap for them. Round of applause. I'll just put this one up, so. But yeah, shout out to Microsoft. Good for them, man. So now even more of our information is going to be getting finagled because, God forbid, I mean, granted, we don't have no privacy anymore any fucking way, so it don't really make a difference, you know. So, but I guess whatever helps them, quote unquote, prep for, uh, Foreign or the foreign or domestic issues, quote unquote. By all means, I mean do what y'all gotta do. Microsoft and Pentagon. Um, let's see what else do I want to rap about. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really have too much else to rap about with y'all, for y'all young. Honestly, I just know. Uh, I got to talk about what my plans are for the podcast. For the next year or so. So, I mean, honestly, I like to collaborate with some more podcasters, which, by the way, while you're hearing this, should be hearing another episode of me and Great House 777. Then, from doing enough podcasts, we're about to collaborate again uh, this weekend. So, I'll be on the lookout for that. Matter of fact, I'll just go ahead and post a link to it on my uh, Instagram and on the Twitter or whatever so y'all can check that out. Because every time we link up, y'all already know it's always jokes and good times and good vibes and shit. Now, I've also been talking to some other local podcasters as well to collaborate with. So hopefully by the end of the year, I'll be able to, like, quote-unquote, cross-pollinate with other creatives and shit and make that go. Um, what else? Let's see. I want to tell another New Year's story? Nah, I'm going to say that for another episode. I got another hilarious New Year's story I want to tell y'all, but I'll, I'll say that for another day. Um, hmm. I don't know. I guess I could rap about getting. I'm also. Uh, I guess I'll put that out there. I'm getting a lot of listeners overseas now, which is pretty dope. So I know y'all heard me probably talk about like having listeners in Germany. I got listeners in Brazil now. 
Costa Rica, which I don't know anybody in any of these markets. So I appreciate y'all. And if y'all listen to like five minutes of an episode, it's cool. Um, also, like if y'all listen to the podcast, y'all can definitely let me know where y'all listening from. I'd appreciate that as well. So that way I can like, granted, I'm not going to be able to talk about every single different market out there, but you know, I can kind of try to find some relatable stuff to talk about with people from other areas or whatever to make it more enjoyable for people because the world's bigger than the DMV or Merlin or whatever because a lot of people like, granted, I'm cool with like, I don't know, I'm always, I always appreciate like local support and everything like that, but you know, like I don't want this podcast to just be considered like a DMV podcast. Of course, it's where I record from, but like, like I want people to be, to be able to relate to it from different areas and different parts of the world, you know, because the world's bigger than your backyard. So, you know, Lord willing, we'll see where it goes from here. Because I mean, so far I'm on a pretty good roll. Um, is there anything else I want to wrap about before I get up out of here? Oh, something else that happened recently. Um, Instagram taking away likes, which I thought was kind of funny. Well, not hilarious funny, but just like interesting. So I don't know if y'all have this yet or if you haven't updated like your uh, phones yet or whatever. But now when you go on Instagram, you can only see like one name and others, people that like your pictures. And the only way you can see the actual number is if, at least for yourself, you can't look see nobody else's number, obviously. You have to go like... Press on the picture, then scroll to the top to see. Me personally, I don't really give a fuck about that shit. Like, I hardly ever get on Instagram anyway, as it is, because it's already boring. So, but I just thought it was interesting to see a lot of people complain about it. A lot of people starting to come back to Twitter to try to do their whole bits with whether they're selling OnlyFans and all that other stuff, which not just nobody does that. That's your business. But like, for me, like, so I don't really care about Instagram taking away likes. It makes no difference to me. Like, that stuff didn't give me no money. It didn't give me no exposure. Like, uh, it, it's not that serious. And I think, at least, I don't have no proof. I haven't looked any articles about it. At least not read too deep into it. But I guess they just did that shit because the person that runs it, well, you know it's owned by Facebook, but I guess the person that runs Instagram or whatever, like, I really think he was just doing, did that shit just so they can start cutting deals with some of these companies that be paying these influencers or whomever with these ads and shit to get more ad money. So I get it. From a business standpoint, it makes sense. It's kind of, you can't really complain too much about like having content on rented space. Like I said, a lot of people always bitch about what these social networks always do making these changes. But it's like, guys, y'all don't own any of this stuff. It's all rented. Like think about it like this. Let's say you build your following to a million some odd plus and that social network, I think I talked about this before, but let's say that social network just happens to just stop. Like, where the, where's the rest of your business at? You can't just base your business off of algorithms and shit because it's not guaranteed. It doesn't equal anything, really. Like, there's no value in it. I mean, granted, it's cool to see all those numbers, and I guess that gives people some, make them feel like they have, getting admiration from different people and stuff like that, which, if you build yourself off of that, cool, but all I can say is, like, if you build yourself off public opinion, or you live by public opinion, you'll die by public opinion, so it's like, man, dog, like. It, at least for me, I don't really give two, two fucks about that shit too much. Like, if y'all follow my Twitter, y'all know me, man. I just speak my mind how I feel about shit. And sometimes people agree, some people don't agree. Some people block me, unfollow me, and vice versa. I do the same shit. Like, I don't, I don't really be caring about this social media shit like that for real, man. Because there's so much more to life than that shit. Like, I don't know. But 
again, teach his own. Like, hopefully the people that's affected by it, I guess, monetarily find another way to get money. Because, I mean, if you're doing business, you should always have other streams of business out there, you know? So, best of luck. Um, anything else I wanted to rap about? Because I'm kind of ready to dip back to the crib. Common friends watching the shit on Disney Plus. Um, hmm. I guess I'll throw some positive news out there uh, as well about myself. So uh, I've been constantly, well, looking for different like housing programs, whatever the case may be, to buy my first crib, and still waiting to hear back from my loan officer, but. I will say, transparent moment. So my credit score is way higher than I thought it was. Like <laughs> I thought it was like way down in the dumps, but actually it turns out my credit is pretty damn great. So I'm glad to share that with y'all. And I can kind of probably hear me smiling and shit, but I'm glad to see that because like, you know, with credit card bills, well, bills, I only have one credit card and like car note and shit. Granted, I mean I pay them shits on time and all that, but I thought my credit was taking a hit, but not because of the car, mostly because of the credit card, because that bitch is almost maxed out. <laughs> but I guess kept me with the payments, didn't really affect it too much. And I had some other things that happened too, but we got to get into all of that. I don't even know that damn much. But um, yeah, I was just glad to uh, see that when they, you know, when you're talking to lenders and shit like that, they run your credit and all that other bullshit. So thankfully, it's pretty good. So your boy's definitely about to uh, get some some property pretty soon. I mean, once it happens, I guess... Y'all will find out when y'all find out, because I don't like sharing every single thing that's going on in my life. Got to have some mystique to shit, so. But yeah, that's definitely a blessing. Um, which, by the way, now that I'm into like real estate and all that other stuff, when you really think about it, I mean, granted, there's, like I said, there's no guarantees in life. You don't ever really own property or really own anything, because I also started, been doing a lot of work and looking into like investing in tax liens and shit like that. And if you don't pay your tax on a property that's even already paid off, that shit can get snatched. <laughs> so it's kind of like, uh, life is just like one big ass lease. There's no guarantee to anything out here. Now granted, I mean, you know, it's unfortunate that shit can happen that way. But I mean, so I guess that's, that's just the law of the land, man. So even if you do pay a house off, are you really ever a homeowner? I guess that's a question I'll just leave for y'all to answer or whatever or to ponder on but i mean it's all good man like like i said earlier man just enjoy life don't really trip off too much shit you don't have no control over stuff you know well not too much at least i don't I think y'all should do the same um why have my phone blowing up anyway so i'm gonna go ahead and dip up out of here because yeah i need too much more for me to really talk about right now um I should probably hear another episode in December. I don't know. We'll see. Depending on my calendar looks, because I'm really busy doing a lot of other shit. So I uh, appreciate all the listeners from all over. Um, definitely, like I keep telling y'all, I know y'all have been going through the catalog as well, re- listening to a lot of older episodes. I appreciate that. Keep doing that. Keep sharing it with friends. And uh, yeah, especially that Bad Boys for Life episode. <laughs> I'm going to have them bamas back on here again one of these days. It's really difficult to get all your friends in one place at the same time. I'm pretty sure y'all know that. So, yeah, but I'm going to get them back on here. We're going to probably have another wild-ass episode talking about some hilarious shit. But, um, yeah, y'all already know. You can follow the podcast at Thoughts Pending with no G on, on Twitter. Thoughts Pending Pod on Instagram. 
You can always follow me on my personal at Shado Solo on Twitter, which is where I'm at most of the time. If I really want to get in contact with me or some shit, just hit me on there. Nine times out of time, hit you back. Might not be immediately, but I will get back to you. Um, also, you can hit the email as well if y'all aren't on any social media because it's a lot of people that don't do social media, which is understandable. That's your business. But uh, definitely email me at work, the letter N, title at gmail.com. That's just like, if y'all want to send some feedback or some disrespectful shit, which is cool too. I don't really care. Like, say what you want. Or if y'all just want to say what's up, I mean, you can hit me on there as well. That's for the podcast. Um, Like I said, uh, just be on the lookout for more episodes per usual. Um, Try to, I'm, I want to, might start doing episodes by myself because I kind of like doing this. So we'll see where it goes. And um, yeah, we'll see. I'm definitely going to have another. Like, I'm probably finish the year with some more guests, though. I got some colleagues of mine that I really want to get on here and let them express themselves as well. Because I got friends doing different endeavors that I like for them to promote or rap about or whatever. So yeah, just be on the lookout for that. And um, yeah, that's... Oh, also, before I forget, don't forget you can listen on Instagram, on SoundCloud. You can listen on Apple podcast. You can listen on Spotify. You can listen on Stitcher, which by the way, I'm looking at statistics. I might take this young off Stitcher because I don't see nobody listening to it. And I don't know too many people except for like one or two of my friends that listen to it on here. But um, also the movement app, in case y'all didn't know, definitely download that app because especially if you're, uh, well, I ain't going to say and just say specifically just black folk, but like, yeah, check out the movement app if y'all haven't already because it's pretty dope. Also, having a party, damn, by the time this episode comes out, that party already passed. Never mind, but go on the app and look on the updates for, for parties with, with my man, Anwa, because, yeah, it just be live. Um, what's another app? Oh, on the iHeartMedia app also as well. I don't know if y'all know that yet, but this podcast is also available on there. So, yeah, um, rate and subscribe. Tell a friend or two. I mean, once the two-year anniversary for the show comes up, I might do something. I don't know yet, because... Mm-mm. I'm not really too big on like meet and greets and all that kind of stuff. Or might do like a slight happy hour or something at one of these venues in the area. So be on the lookout for that. But as always, oh, don't forget to rate and subscribe as well. I think I said it already, but if I didn't, rate and subscribe. And as always, that's all of my time to the next time. And I am out.